Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app or on Dash Radio. You can download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We are there every day at 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. Also, my new show on OnSideRadio.com covers more than just the Miami Heat. That's 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And yes, Five Reasons Sports. Dot com, which is the no paywall site in South Florida. Our guy Brady Hawk is putting up an article there as we speak. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We got a lot of them now. We appreciate that. One of them is called better pay. You got to check them out. If you have a business, btrpay.com, that's btrpay.com. If you've got a business that's been in going for anywhere between six to 12 months or more, you can apply. All you need is the last four months of merchant account statements, avoided business check, driver's license with a state I- or a state ID, and you can get funded in as little as 24 to 48 hours from approval at better pay. They just do a soft credit pull, which does not affect your credit score. There's no application fee. It's absolutely free to apply with no collateral required. And you can receive anywhere between 5,000 and $500,000. So what do you have to lose by checking out btrpay.com? Or call 954, again, Broward number, 954-953-8895. That's 954-953-8895. If you mention five reasons on that call, you apply for a loan, you get approved, you get an extra $100 back in your loan amount that you do not need to pay back. Again, that's 954-953-8895. BTR, that's for better, BTR pay. Dot com. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. Well, they just played a game. First preseason game for the Miami Heat. First of two before the season starts on the 23rd against Orlando. Of course, they'll be playing the Pelicans on Christmas at noon at home. Played the Pelicans tonight at home. We had our guy Alex Toledo there. He's actually there sitting in his seat in the 100 level. We've got Greg Sylvander, myself, Ethan Skolnick. The three of us will handle this for you. Let's just start, Alex, before we get to uh, the game and some of the significant storylines that we were looking at. What was it like? What is the experience like going to an arena with no fans? So it's uh, very interesting. Like it, it was really nice and smooth coming into the game. Uh, I still happen to be late because it's what I do. But, uh, you know, with no fans the in the, the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but with no fans here, I mean, it's just a big TV production. Like, that's really what it feels like being here. Like, you've got Mike Biamonte in midseason mode, giving all the energy every time somebody scores. you got the loud music. You've got the crowd noise. Like, it really just feels like a large TV production. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. They did a pretty good job, like, making me feel like it wasn't empty the whole time. Like, when I was watching the game, I, I would forget it's empty. But it's definitely weird. A lot of those fans are going to arrive now because they're late arriving. Now, they will not be here this season, at least until 2021. That's the, the note that Eric Woolworth put out to season ticket holders. He says he's optimistic about 2021, but they weren't ready at this point. All right, so let's get to the storylines here. Um the number one thing to get to, of course, is no Jimmy Butler, no Goran Dragic, no Andre Iguodala. So it created some opportunities for others. The starting lineup was none, Hero, Robinson, Harkless, and Bam. 
Um, who do you guys think is this is the placeholder there in the backcourt? If we're going to say that maybe Harkless is the starting four, we're going to talk about that combination. Is it Hero that's holding a spot for Jimmy or is it Kendrick Nunn? What did you it think? It is Greg? Kendrick Nunn. It is Tyler Hero is a starter. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, that this kid, if there's anything like obviously that you want to pull from a preseason game like this, it is seeing Hero in midseason form, getting to all the sweet spots he normally gets to, uh, facilitating. I mean, he he was Tyler Hero as we've uh, grown to love him throughout the bubble run. So that I, I don't really see any need to overthink this. I think Kendrick Nunn was getting an opportunity with less guards to kind of continue to get his offense back on track. This is Tyler Hero's spot. To that point, um, Alex, the ball was in his hands a lot more on pick and roll. It was a point hero kind of experience. Again, without Jimmy and without Goran coming in for him, I guess we kind of assume that. But when Hero and Nunn used to play together, Nunn handled a lot. That was not really the case. Yeah, so, I mean... I think you're right. Like, I feel like Hero was kind of the the point guard out there when he was on the floor. I think he reminded me a lot of uh, him in the finals versus the Lakers when, when he was just kind of forced to be in that role a lot of the time. And, like, I really like what I saw from him as a handler. I think he looked really creative as, you know, uh, dribbling the ball, getting into the paint, and, and being aggressive as an attacker. I think you, they were really missing that, like missing somebody who can get into the paint consistently. And, and it felt like Tyler was really – trying to overcompensate there. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I mean, they, 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 you, you kind of have to do that with, you know, missing Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic as the two main attackers there. But I like what we saw with Tyler as, as a guard. Like, I just feel like he's – it showed again tonight, he's he's ahead of none. He's ahead of none as a ball handler right now. I, I like Nunn's dribble. I think he showed a lot tonight with the, the handling. I thought it was tight. But Hero is just ahead as a playmaker right now. All right, let's look at the front court. Um, no Myers Leonard as a starter. No Kelly Olynyk in the game, which I thought was interesting. I mean, he, he was not ruled out, but he didn't end up playing. Are you holding him out in case there's a trade and, and making sure that he's healthy? We'll see. But Myers Leonard does get some minutes off the bench. I thought that he looked more fluid than he looked in the bubble. But interior defense was a huge problem in this game, um, particularly until Precious got in there at the end. And we will talk Precious and KZ later. The Mo Harkless... Bam combination, which we projected we could see. What did you think of it tonight, Greg? I mean, tonight I was underwhelmed by it. I was underwhelmed by Mo Harkless and his performance in general. I mean, to foul out in the third quarter and kind Poor guy, of man. Having, right. I know it's a tough matchup. And like this is part of the thing where you talk about uh, if you are going to size down and you're going to switch everything and you're going to follow that model that you got to in the bubble with Jay Crowder, like if, if Harkless is going to be the Crowder replacement, you're going to have to see if this is going to work. Now, I do think that you can't overstate that Bam Adebayo only played, what, 19 minutes. So, like, you're not getting a full game from all of your your best players. So maybe he's uh, – he gets into a better rhythm and is further maximized. But initially it, it looks like there's going to obviously be some challenges from a size perspective with Harkless and you with Jay Crowder, there were moments where maybe, yeah, he was, he was overmatched that way, but he would make up for it with five from seven from three, you know? So if Harkless isn't going to do that, there's obviously implications there, but so tonight I don't love it, but I'll, I'll, I don't think that uh, one game is worth making any level of a, a firm declaration. All right, let's look at um, some of the bench guys that kind of came off. Now, can you explain why so much Max Struess – is it Struess, Struess, Struess? Because you, you identified him about a year ago as somebody that he liked, Greg. Uh, 
please pronounce his name for me because you know I'm bad at that. And and what is it we're supposed to be seeing from him? Because I know we had three threes basically in the fourth quarter, but early in the game it was a little rough. I mean, is this an audition? Yeah. So Max Struess is how I believe that's supposed to be said. Um, some some people have said Struess. Um, so anyway. As far as his performance tonight, Spolster does this thing in the in the preseason specifically where he wants to play guys in extended stretches versus in small subsets of minutes throughout the game. So, like, he's not going to play everybody for uh, 12 minutes. He's going to give a guy uh, a substantial chunk of minutes and let him get, try to get into rhythm. And I think that this is just the first guy that's going to get that opportunity. Um, there were some other, you know, guys that are on the bubble here um, that didn't even play tonight. So, one, I mean, if you look at his box score, eight rebounds and four assists, only one turnover, but he was launching them up from three and he was, you know, wildly inefficient. It was rough at the beginning there. I mean, all I'll say is this for him. He appears to have the type of confidence you would want in a catch and shoot three point. Uh, you know, floor spreader in the event that you had to consolidate a bunch of assets and find some cheap catch and shoot three point guys that have confidence. But um, I mean, I really think this was just about kind of giving him more of a showcase. So now you can next game have maybe the, uh, the kid out of Nigeria, get the opportunity, Paul Iboa, maybe to play a little bit more. Well, the other thing is I, I never want to diminish too much what the heat see in a player, because I think we were asking some questions about Duncan Robinson two years ago too, and kind of what they saw in him. Ethan, we um, were asking those questions when tonight. he was on the four away during that last uh, Dwayne Wade game versus Brooklyn. Well, no doubt, no, no doubt. Right. So, so I, I don't, I don't want to overplay, you know, this and say, Oh, he looked awful. And he didn't make three threes late, but that's why it's a difficult game to evaluate. I mean, I, I'm not going to dismiss some of the heat's problems. And I want to talk about the primary problem now. And then after the break, we'll get into precious and KZ a little bit. The primary problem in this game was not so much the point of attack defense. And again, they didn't have Bledsoe. They didn't have Redick, who was a shooter, but it was the interior. Like they, they, they were overmatched in the interior. And of course the reaction from everybody on Twitter, even though I thought Myers looked better tonight is this, this is why the money should have gone somewhere else to get a true interior defender. How big a problem, Alex, did it look like there? What was the major problem, and where did they go from here? Um, honestly, I thought tonight was not a great matchup for that. Like, I think, like what you guys were talking about before, it really showed out, like, between that Zion and Steven Adams front court, which may be one of the strongest front courts ever. I mean, you guys can attest more to that than I can. I mean, I, I, I didn't watch 90s basketball. But just for the modern game, like, that's just not a great matchup for Harkless and Bam. I mean, Harkless had no shot. I'm sorry. And they were really trapping Zion. Like he was Giannis. He would get the ball inside the arc and, and he was seeing at least one more body, usually two, when he would get the ball. And at, he there would always be somebody waiting for there at the rim. And so, you know, it wasn't a favorable matchup at all for Harkless. I think it was interesting tonight because they still, even with Harkless starting, which may or may not be an indicator if he's going to start in the regular season, they remained with that drop, which I think is easier for Bam and for guards. And it, it, it's a simpler scheme to handle for the regular season, like we kind of thought, but it's interesting that they're still staying with that drop, even with uh, with Harkless and not Myers Leonard, like we originally thought. Do they need another big, Greg? I mean, Kelly didn't play tonight, but I don't know that that would have helped. Yeah, it's the kind of big that they're missing, right? It's like the the guy who doesn't get pushed around and out rebounded fifty one to thirty five. You know, it's like the guy who plugs that hole. And and there was a time where I think. Silva was trending in the direction of kind of the bully that could do some of that, but I don't know that that's going to materialize. Kelly Olenek is not that player. So uh, maybe precious 
has the chance to, to kind of rise up into that role. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about him more in a bit, but that I, I understand why fans would get a little reluctant to be excited about the way you've allocated $9 million to Myers Leonard when you see kind of the ups and downs of the performance tonight. I mean, he is reliable in certain ways, but he's not going to plug this, this one major hole. It was something that I think plagued them in this, in the Lakers series when they finally got to the finals. So um, it's something to keep an eye on because they don't really have any other bigs in the pipeline. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about what everybody was really watching tonight. They didn't share the floor together, uh, but they kind of played similar roles. We'll talk about Precious and KZ next. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. I first want to tell you about one of our most important sponsors. We've talked about them a lot, but now they've got new offerings. And as you know, COVID-19 is not gone. So you've got to make your environment, whether it's your school, you want to tell your administrator, whether it might be your business, maybe you are the boss, maybe you want to tell the boss, or whether it's a residence, you want to make the place safe. So you got to check out safecubbies.com. They've got custom sneeze guards and shields, and also they stock sneeze guards and shields. They do office partitions. Again, they work with restaurants, businesses, schools, and more. They do floor decals for the social distancing. They do the PPE and COVID signage. They also can put in the touch-free sanitizer stands with or without the branding, and they do branded face masks as well. And Safe Cubbies will come out and perform a safe sur- a site survey to provide a free estimate for you. And, of course, they will do the installation. So reach out to them. Mention five reasons. We've had many, many people who followed us. They've gone to them. They've been very, very satisfied. So check out safecubbies.com for all of your safety needs during the pandemic. All right, thanks again to safecubbies.com for being a sponsor here at the Five Reasons Sports Network. Let's get to it. Um, Casey Akpala got the first quarter minutes. He had a little behind-the-back thing, which was cute. Didn't work so well, but over on the sideline. Um, he hit his first three. He looked real comfortable shooting it. Then Precious got the minutes in the second half. We saw the instincts on the rolling to the basket. We saw uh, the energy defensively, the ability to switch to get out on guys. Uh, what was your evaluation of him, Alex, from your seat? Are you just talking about Precious right now? Mm-hmm. I, like, so you put out that poll at the end of the game of who, who were you more impressed with between KZ and Precious. Uh, as you can hear, the heat pumping in that crowd noise again for some reason. <laughs> but uh, I was more impressed with Precious tonight. I think that was my, my thing. I think he was out there, you know, giving great energy minutes, like you said. I think he was switching onto guards pretty well. Uh, I mean, those first few minutes were a little bit up and down to me as far as his interior defense. But I think after a few minutes and, you know, the, the speed of the NBA game kind of going by, I think he kind of got the hang of it. I was really impressed with what he, he did on offense, just the aggression there, like to to get some of those dribble drives going. I like what he was doing there. He had the soft touch on a couple finishes there that seemed pretty tough from where I was sitting. So I, I was definitely impressed with Precious's effort out there. I think both him and KZ look kind of raw in different ways, but I, I'm, I like it. What do you think, Greg? I mean, from KZ Akpala's perspective, there were some some glimpses in the first quarter that had me excited. There was a couple, you know, plays where he contested Zion in ways that I thought looked good, and he had kind of the wiry, strong thing going. And then that kind of, you know, didn't necessarily sustain itself. So I I, I think that it was an underwhelming performance from from KZ Akpala overall, I would have to say, I mean, uh, just to be objective. And then um, with Precious, there, there absolutely is the potential there. You see the things that he can bring, but I think that um, maybe 
when you see Tyler Hero look as polished as he did from day one and Kendrick Nunn even last season, like all of a sudden come on the scene and get 15 in a game, 15 a game, no problem. Like we've, we've probably got a little bit of a skewed perspective of how ready rookies can be just by, by, you know, recency bias. So I just, I don't know that they can count on him. And this goes back to your question earlier about, are they a big short and maybe they will be. And, you know, we've talked about options like LaMarcus Aldridge or something like that, where you take two or three for one, maybe they're going to have to look at that eventually. But again, it's one game. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. You know, the thing about precious though, is unlike KZ is that there's, there's a clear path to a contribution for him in that it, it, it's just for him about energy and rolling to the basket. If he can do those two things, that was essentially the silver role that they wanted for Silva last year, but he wasn't polished enough to do it. And to me, Precious already looks ahead of Silva in that regard. So I think that role is there. KZ's a little more complicated. He's more multidimensional. Um, but it's, again, kind of where is he playing? What position is he going to play? Who is he going to guard? Is is not quite as clear to me as the Precious thing. And, and so... Again, I think there's a role for both of them this year, but I wouldn't be stunned if the role for Precious comes sooner, which is not something that I would have said before seeing the two of them today. All right, let's get to the next topic here, and then I want to argue with Clutch when Clutch is not here, okay? So um, he's going to be here in absentia. I'm going to argue with Clutch. Uh, the number two thing I want to get to here on this side of it is Bam, uh, and I don't want this to get overlooked. I mean, he had, a, he, had a, he had a pump fake step back jumper and he had another jumper where he looked totally comfortable. Alex, sometimes we get a little bit ahead of ourselves with kind of expecting the BAM thing to just happen with the jumpers. He hits a couple and you're like, oh, it's going to happen the next game and then it doesn't. But I haven't seen him quite that confident. And the other thing, I don't want this to go. The play of the game to me was, you know, the Heat gave a max contract to Hassan Whiteside and he dogged it from there on out. He gave a max contract to Bam Adebayo, and he was on the floor in a preseason game getting a steal, setting up Duncan Robinson for an easy one on the break. Thoughts on Bam's performance? No ceiling. I thought it was – yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, I tweeted earlier in the game, Bam is everywhere at all times always, and that's just kind of how I feel about him. Like, I'm just so impressed every time I, I watch him play. He's just out there, you know, solving all their mistakes at all times. And obviously, you know, this isn't a regular simulation of a game at all. They're missing uh, – their two best probably offensive engines with Jimmy and Goron. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a representative game of the Heat and the players that they got at all. But just with Bam, you already know what you're getting. And as far as the jumper, it's good, man. Like, I think it's kind of we've seen him on a steady on a steady climb, I think, in that aggression and that confidence in his jumper. And I agree with you. I don't think it's just going to be a thing where like, OK, we saw it a couple times here. We're going to see it more or equally in the next game. He might not take a single jumper next game. We know that's how it is with Bam. I'm not really worried about that part. I like the confidence for sure. I think he's got a smooth looking jumper. And when he takes it in, when he takes it in rhythm, when he's got the open jumper kind of at the end of the clock, I know he's going to take it. I know he's not looking for it. But other than that, like he's just going to keep getting better. I, Bam, Bam is a monster. No, I mean, right. come on now. Uh, Bam, eight assists. Uh, eight assists and two turnovers. I mean, you got your big man already looking more aggressive from. Who did he pass to? <laughs> I, I can't even remember. Like when I looked at the box score just now and saw eight assists that he led the team, I'm like, wait a minute. Like when Were they did all that just happen? a Duncan? Like I don't. <laughs> right. I know. But like, this is just what it is with Bam Adebayo and that like, when we talk about no ceiling, if he adds that jumper and if he can get to the line and you know, like that becomes a, a more prevalent part of his game. And then he just expands all the things he already does. I mean, and Ethan hit the nail on the head with like, 
Miami Heat players and a guy who's diving on the on the floor. And I know it sounds cliche, a guy who dives on the floor in the preseason after just signing a max extension is that's a Miami Heat player. And so so that was that was a fun part of tonight. All right. The final thing we're going to get into tonight again, thank our sponsors, uh, safecubbies.com and of course, BTR pay.com. Also make sure you check out Biscayne Bay brew.com. They sponsored our pregame show tonight um, and they're sponsoring the postgame show as well. And we do have a postgame show that's still going on. we got Royal uh, on there and David Fernandez and some of the rest of our extended group for five reasons sports So go to the YouTube channel for that. Uh, we'll be joining some of those in the future. Last thing I wanted to get into though, was clutch was on our strings tonight, tonight our DM strings, basically saying, you see what did they look like without Jimmy and Bam on the floor? And of course, Jimmy wasn't there at all. Dragic wasn't there. This is why they named James Harden. Um, <laughs> I don't know that you can draw these conclusions off a preseason game, particularly again, when it's not only that you didn't have Jimmy, but you also didn't have Dragic to be your offensive engine when Jimmy and Bam are out. Do you draw any such conclusions, Greg? Hell no. I mean, Jesus, it's one game. Uh, I think that like we can't get over uh, extended in our hot takes. Obviously, yes. If you don't have Jimmy and Bam on the floor, then you would love to have a guy who can, you know, do the things James Harden does. But I don't think that this nest, I think the way Tyler Hero played, if he were to average 17, five and six this year on 50% shooting, let's just like throw that out there. Like he's continuing to trend in the direction of an absolute all-star. So um, I, I didn't, come away from this game thinking that at all. Dragic is another huge piece to, to kind of the shot creation and getting some offense going. So, I mean, you can always make the case for adding another star, but let's not get carried away after one game. The, the other thing about this, though, is it's not just about what they're going to do for the Heat. It's what they could do for someone else. We talked about Kendrick Nunn and his trade value. I'm not sure that it was helped much tonight. Uh, did, when you look at it, Alex, and we'll close here because I know you're on the Zooms as well. So, again, check those out. Check out the Tropical Blanket feed on Twitter. I mean, did Tyler Hero make himself more attractive to the Houston Rockets? No, so I agree with Leif that tonight definitely should not have changed anybody's opinions on whether you do or don't make the trade. It's obviously a preseason game. Like I said earlier, it's not representative of Tyler's game or really anybody in this game because they're just missing such huge parts of their offense in their game when Jimmy aren't there. But to me, like, it's only positives tonight, right? Like, I think what you saw with Tyler, the finishing, the aggression, I think it's a lot of positives. He keeps adding stuff to his game. Those finishes that he had, I think it was like three of them, they were all kind of similar to each other. Those are tough finishes, man. Again, with the short arms, he's not strong. He's not very athletic. To be able to get these finishes off in traffic, like under the backboard with, you know, multiple people there at the basket. Like, I'm really impressed with Tyler, man. I constantly am. He, You know, he's always adding stuff to his game. So I don't think, you know, anything changes tonight as far as the Harden thing and, and the opinion there. I mean, Hero is just out there looking at it like, hey, I, I'm just going to be Harden. I'm going to do all the same moves. I got it all. <laughs> Well, and I also noticed a few times when they went over the sideline uh, and Jimmy was in hero's ear. And again, if this is, if kind of, if kind of the narrative here is that Jimmy has approved this trade or Bam has approved this trade, they weren't acting like it tonight. <laughs> so I'm not saying that's not accurate, but it could create an uncomfortable situation, but it doesn't appear that it's created an uncomfortable situation. All right. Again, check out our sponsors, safecubbies.com. Definitely. If you have a business uh, you need to check them out or, 
if your your school is not safe right now, make sure you tell the administrators about that. Better pay, better pay, which is btrpay.com. If you have a business, check that out for a loan. And of course, Biscayne Bay Brew, the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Inner Miami, and the Miami Marlins. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network.